Hello all, Tuesday, February 20, the big sports breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening and the teams are jetting off. Saw the Bunnies there last night off to Vegas for their season opener against Manly. Coming up uh, on uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, Sunday week, our time of course. So we're just about here for season 2024 in the NRL uh, yesterday, there was the NBA All-Star Game. Absolute waste of time. Players barely even trying. Certainly weren't trying at one iota on defense. 211 to 186. Uh, the score says it all as the East beat the West over there in the States. Uh, we're on the eve of the New Zealand tour. The Aussies over there. We've got the first T20 in Wellington tomorrow. And very sad news in regards to very elegant 11-time Group 1 winner, Melbourne Cup winner, of course, in 2021. Sadly, the news that she died giving birth to her first foal over in Ireland. Uh, the foal also, sadly, died as well. Very sad news there yesterday uh, coming through. In equestrian, yes, equestrian, great news because Shane Rose can return to riding, competitive riding. He apparently hasn't breached the code of conduct for wearing a mankini in a fancy dress event. Sanity prevails. Loza, morning to you, mate. How are you? Good morning, Mido. Good morning, Pup. Well done to Equestrian Australia. It didn't need to get to that, but they handled it quickly and they came up with the right result. So Shane Rose can continue on trying to compete in the Olympics. I've never heard as much garbage in my life <laughs> yesterday. Did you make some calls story. after the show? No, I didn't make some calls, but I was quite happy for Shane to be vindicated mm. that he has done nothing wrong. What's going wrong in the world? Mm. It was a bit of fun. It was a dress-up day. We were there, well, not we, but people were there to have a bit of a laugh. Uh, on the text line, morning, boys, is Pup wearing his mankini today after yesterday? Morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, lads. Morning to our listeners. No, no mankini. Uh, jocks and socks are on, though, let me tell you. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, Loz. I think it's a load of rubbish. Fancy dress. Unless there's rules and regulations around fancy dress, things you can't wear. I didn't see any of that in the fine print. So, yeah, play on. But uh, good for a question and to get some publicity. No, I was about they, to say. They probably wouldn't mind. Maybe, uh, maybe it's, you know, it was their way of getting it. Maybe we're Cagey play, you reckon? Yeah. Genuine... Well, publicity well, that they've had. No, I'm glad we helped them out. If that's what they're after, mm. then the least we can do. But yeah, Aussie boys, 2020 boys over in New Zealand. Um, heard Davey Warner's press conference yeah. yesterday. Well, I listened to it and I think Davey was talking about uh, the New Zealand supporters, not the New Zealand players. No, of course he was. He was talking about... The, the abuse he's copped in the crowd. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I think some people might have thought that it was, he was talking about New Zealand players were get, had, had been getting had got personal with him. Oh right, and, no, yeah, no, I, I didn't take that at all. Okay, that's good. It. Yeah, that's good. I, I that, it, he was talking about the abuse from over the fence. Yeah, well, it was all that had been all the a lot of it was. Remember, they wore the Sunny Bill Williams um, face masks. That's right. You know That's they right. they had they had those on in the crowd, and I'm sh- look. There, there's stuff. Well, there's personal stuff, or there's sledging, or there's banter, whatever you want to call it. Every country you go to, um, you know, the crowd finds a way to try to get under your skin, and and 
I would imagine we're as good as any country oh, at it. Without a doubt. I would hate to field on the boundary in Australia, put it that way. I reckon you'd cop your fair share as um, an overseas cricketer. So I think you, yeah, you take it with a grain of salt. You, you know, whatever that, Matt, I'll never forget the shit I copped around all the Lara Bingle yeah. stuff. Oh, my God. Mate, people with signs and all mm. sorts. So you just, I think you just got to try and, like, have a bit of a laugh and mm. don't take it too seriously. And uh, like I say, I feel like, well, you'd see it, you would have seen it every day in rugby league laws. When you're playing at a different venue, <laughs> you got some home, you got home fans, they'd find anything yeah. to sledge you yeah, with. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> venues were different to others. <laughs> yeah. Some were nice. Uh, and you didn't cop as much. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, not, and the sledges, nice, and the nice sledges weren't that bad. Nice like nice playing thing, at North yeah. Sydney Oval, the sledging yeah. wasn't nah. bad, you know. Well, when they'd never beat you, <laughs> it was but, hard to do. But, you know, <laughs> you, go, you go to some venues and, yeah, yeah. it's pretty hostile. Yeah, I'm sure Dave. I'll tell you what, though, Origin Night, they don't miss you. <laughs> Origin Night, sure. Queenslanders don't miss Probably you. Probably still to this day, Laws. Well, I walk with my head down. <laughs> I don't... You never get stopped. Mm. You don't get stopped. Because once you stop and start talking, then people just unload. Davey's played just two of his 112 tests in New Zealand. Only ever played two tests in New Zealand. There you go. D Warner, both back in 2016, which is, mm. uh, I guess, what he was alluding to in that news conference yesterday. Uh, and, he, and he says, you know, if they have to get personal, that's their character. So he was sort of... Uh, <laughs> Going at the New Zealand fans before it's even started yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, for, this will be his last... Well, he's coming to the end, isn't he? He's yeah. basically said that the T20 World Cup, that's the end for him as far as international cricket is concerned. So, uh, yeah, his uh, last tour, I guess, mm. before that. Interesting to see who they play in these two T20s, what 11 they go with. Um, and then after that, it is, uh, it's the World Cup. It's a T20 World Cup mm. in the West Indies and in America. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see what... Um, the one for me is Steve Smith. If he, makes, if he makes the World Cup squad of 15, but more importantly, if he's selected to play. I feel like someone like Smitty, and I've said it before, the stage of his career, if he's not going to be in your starting 11, I think you're better off picking a youngster, but... Mm. I know he's by the sound. Well, by the sounds, but he's still very keen to be to be in that starting eleven, and probably wants to open the batting. I would imagine in that format. Uh, just on the text line, morning boys. What's your predictions for the Knights this year? Ask Chris. Will Chris hold fire? Because uh, we're continuing our NRL previews team by team today. Loz has got two covered. He's got the Roosters and the Sharks. As we're going in reverse order from the ladder from last season. That means the Knights will be up tomorrow. Uh, but the Roosters and Sharks previewing them today. Big show today. Adam Pengilly, of course, is over in the UK because he's covering the World Club Challenge. And we'll speak to him in uh, about half an hour's time, just over half an hour's time. Wigan and Penrith. So at 7am Sunday morning our time. And Penrith have a very unhealthy record. They're 0-3 in the World Club Challenge, in fact. Uh, in 1991... They lost to Wigan 21-4. 2004, they lost to Bradford 22-4. And then, of course, last year, and a couple of years were wiped out due to the pandemic, but last year when St. Helens came over here, they beat Penrith 13-12. So 
Looking to win it for the first time. Wigan, by the way, have lost Luke Thompson, ex-Bulldog, due to concussion. He suffered a concussion round one. Such an advantage, the fact they've already got a game. Loz uh, in, obviously, the Super League, but under their belts. And their conditions. And, and their conditions. It, it'll be cold over there. Um, but Penrith, I, I think they would have been stung by their performance last year, losing out here against St. Helens. Um, and I think they know what to expect this time around. Um, so I think they'll be better prepared. I think they go over there and they'll try and put their best foot forward. And as you quite rightly mentioned, they've never won a World Club Challenge, so that's something that they all want to tick off too and, and have that trophy in their cabinet. So I, I would expect this Penrith side, um, even though it's different from last year with a couple of uh, people not playing, uh, in particular Crichton and Luai mm. not, not being there, uh, it'll be tougher, but... You know, they've shown in the past, they've got so much depth. They've got that next man up mentality. They get the job done. But it'll be, it'll be a tight game. But I still reckon Penrith will come away with a, with a win. I reckon we're going to value. I'll probably take them plus five and a half. Uh, $1.48. Uh, the Panthers, Wigan, $2.60. Uh, in that market with Tab and uh, Jared Daffy will give us the latest odds later today as well. Uh, we've got Fleur McIntyre. Sydney Kings assistant coach. She'll join us as well. All of a sudden, the Kings got a chance. They're in that well, that uh, elimination play-in game against the New Zealand Breakers coming up. Denny Widler's back. Did I see he's been skiing? Yes. I think he's, uh, I did see I think he's skiing, yes. Some holiday. Denny Denny doesn't Widler. strike me as a skier. Well, he's certainly got mm. some footage of him on the slopes, put it that way. Whether he just had the attire on oh, or no, he no, was no. Oh, I could imagine um, now that you've said it that uh, he's a skier. But just when you look at Denny, he just doesn't seem to me to be a skier. That's all. I thought he'd be more a uh, like beachy sort of man because he lives around your way, doesn't he, Pop? He's Rose Bay now. Yeah, his, his skin's not good for the sun. No, looks. I suppose. Yeah, mm. Fair point. Mm. So anyway, We'll ask him what he's been up what, to in on. the summer. What skin is good for the sun? Well, I suppose, you know, that sort of brownie olive skin. Mm, don't be so sure. We can all get sunburn. Well, there's no doubt about that. Mm. We can all get skin you cancer. We can all get skin cancer. Sunscreen oh. on, Mido. Get it on. Well, it's Us, we've got me. no choice. No choice, yeah. you and I. Oh, it's, it's, it's always going. I've had skin cancer taken out. Yeah. 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 So it go. doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, who else we got on today? Jared Daffy, I mentioned. Semisoni Tokiaho. Uh, as well from the Chiefs and All Blacks hooker. He's played 30 tests for the All Blacks. Super Rugby starts this week. Uh, so we'll chat to him. Yeah, do you reckon that's going to go? Oh, the whole competition interest? is complete regeneration. Mm-hmm. Have you got any interest in it? Very low. How do they get people interested in Super Rugby? What uh, do they have to do? Keep buying a few leagueies. <laughs> <laughs> Without doing that. That's a good start. Well, you need the Australian... <laughs> Sides across the board to be more competitive, and unfortunately, the situation with the Melbourne Rebels is well. They haven't even started selling tickets this weekend. <laughs> oh, they, they can't pay they their catering bill. Oh, they, they, yeah. they've paid the bill, have they? As of three o'clock yesterday, right. they started selling tickets. That's a dreadful situation, but that's a bit of short-term pain for for long-term gain. I think what's going on there with the Rebels, and, and we, we need to make it more competitive across players getting professional contracts in Australian rugby because I hate to say it, there's a lot of mediocrity 
as far as I don't know how you we, fix we it. don't have the talent to fit. I just fit, don't fit, know how you're going to fix it. Fill because no one's interested teams. in Super Rugby. No, no, I'm, I'm, I agree, Lawrence. So I think there'd be more chance if they got back to the domestic comp. Mm. But had, is that is that going to weaken the national team by not having that exposure against international mm. players every week? I, I For sure, know. it would. You know. But something needs to be done. No, it needs a refresh. Back page of the Courier-Mail in Queensland. Uh, Injury drama. Ezra hits ground running uh, is the headline there. So uh, a positive and a slight negative for the Broncos heading towards their season opener in Vegas against the Roosters. So Ezra Mam cleared of a groin injury. Brendan Piakura, so he copped an MCL injury. Luckily, it's not. You know, obviously the ACL, but an MCL injury suffered in that 46-20 to 20 win over North Queensland. So he's in a race to be fit for the Broncos season opener in Vegas. And Loz, he's the likely replacement for Kurt Capewell in that back row. And he was good on the weekend as well. Uh, they've always identified him as a young back rower that was going to play a lot of first grade into the future. And hence the reason why they've allowed Capewell to, to walk. Um I don't know whether you'd be risking a player like him, though, early in the season with a medial ligament. Um, you know, and in particular, if you're jumping on a flight mm. to go over to to New Zealand, obviously, depending on the seriousness of it, uh, if it's only a grade one, might be okay. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I don't know with the Broncos what they'll do with him. But one thing I do know is what they showed us early in that second half against a understrength Cowboys side, they've just got plenty of points in them. And they'll be the same as last year. When they turn it on, they'll put points on yeah. sides pretty quickly. They've just got so much attack. But it'll come down to how they defend. And if they've got the same attitude as they did last year, uh, they'll be a serious threat for the competition. The season of hope and optimism. Fantastic Four. Also on the back page of the Courier-Mail, Queensland Quartet backed for finals glory. Uh, Corey Parker is uh, quoted in this article, essentially saying all four Queensland sides can be in the finals. Oh, there's no reason why they can't. I think if they all play well, you'd be thinking they'll make the finals. No, I think the Titans under Dez will it. improve. No, well, you don't know. How do, you, how do you know? I don't for? know. I'm just making a statement. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. Well, They're I, kidding I, themselves. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say they can't um, because I, I think they've all got pretty decent rosters this year. And for different reasons, I think they've got reason to be excited about why they might have success. Um, tell you what, though, when you look at the top sides from last year, like just on paper, but they, they don't possibly look as strong because they've lost a couple of key players. You've got a couple of teams that have improved, but have they improved enough to, to knock off the Penrith and the Broncos? I don't, I don't know. And, and, and some of those teams right down below, I think they've improved. And hence I keep talking about, I think it'll be a very close, tight comp. I, I think anyone on their day will be able to win. Story in the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Turbo turns to ballet in bid to stay injury-free. So this story is just saying that he's uh, Manly's new high, head of high performance who uh, has actually been working with Eddie Jones uh, for the past few years. So he has uh, introduced some sort of 
ballet exercises and stretches, I suppose, to help mm. with it's his It's not the first time I've heard someone doing stuff like this. Okay. I'm sure it's happened in other sports or Definitely. other rugby league players. Mm. I, I, I'm pretty confident. I'm not sure who, but it's... It'd just be flexibility, mobility, this, that type of I have of heard about this yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he's putting a 2-2 two, two on. Hey, it's mm. like you get, but you get a strength and conditioning coach that was work with uh, gymnasts. So all of a sudden now you're trying to become a gymnast or work mm. with the ballet. So now you're trying to become a ballerina. No, that's not what is happening. You've just got someone that has been in that field that, you know, mm. is trying to, I don't know. Again, be some stuff get the best out of the, Yeah, definitely. Get the best out of the individual yeah. or the team. And... Yeah, that, I think that's that's smart. Look across all sports where you can find, you know, people. You won't find any athlete stronger than a gymnast. What they can do is phenomenal. You know, so why wouldn't you take, if it is flexibility, if it is mobility, if it's, you know, why do you use a, a running coach for for running, for sprinting? Because that's their expertise. It's just, I reckon it's brilliant that you see that in, in all sports. Boz's Heart Relief is back page of the Daily Telegraph and uh, just a story here about uh, how Mark Bosnich, I think on set on stand at the Champions League coverage last week, just uh, had to sort of leave us, had some uh, heart, or well, you know, obviously felt tight in the chest and uh, went and got tested and, you know, how he's made up with Robbie Slater and a bit of a, bit of a yarn there and uh, also uh, simply regret after tackle Crusher's young gun. So uh, Toff Sipley, the manly player, has taken the early plea for that crusher tackle on Dom Young. So Sipley misses three matches. He's, he's extremely remorseful in this article, saying he's truly sorry about what happened. There was no intent. It was an accident. He's been trying to get a hold of Dom Young as well and really wants to apologise to him face-to-face, acknowledging that he's robbed Young and himself, by the way, of that game in Vegas. So uh, as just says, it's one of those split, you know, Second decisions in a, in a, in a game yeah, of footy I, that can happen. I, I, I believe him too. I, I don't think there's any intent there. I think it was um, certainly uh, hurt Dom Young, um, but I don't think his intentions were to go into that tackle to make a crusher uh, and to ruin Dom Young's chances of going over there to Vegas. It was just a split-second decision. He came down on top of him. He got caught in an awkward situation, Dominic Young. Uh, but first... And foremost, hopefully Dom Young's okay and hopefully he's not out for too long because he's got some real star power and firepower uh, that the Roosters will need this season. Um, but Manly, they'll go over there confident. They haven't played a lot of their players in the trials. A lot of their first-choice players will have their first hit out in Vegas. So that'll be interesting to see how they go with the timing. Um, and I reckon you know, they'll notice a difference in the fields um, mm. you know, being 63 metres wide. Um, you know, they're not going to have a lot of room mm. to move the ball. I, th- I think they're unders games for sure. Well, you'd like to think with the way that teams defend now, it'll be hard to score. Um, you might have to look at ways to get points through kicks and other opportunities. But, yeah, when you look at how many tries are scored where the opposition are coming across and they score just inside the line, you take mm. five metres yeah. off 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 the width of a football field, they're going to cover that easy. Good defending sides, which they all are. Well, just saying it's official that Channel 9 is the new free-to-wear 
broadcaster of the Melbourne Cup Carnival up until 2029 at least. Uh, I'm just seeing the press release here, Loss. Oh, right. Your name's not mentioned, no, is it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Jared Middleton? Uh, no, no. Yeah. This is just an announcement of a of, uh, partnership between the VRC, mm-hmm. Victoria Racing Club, Tap Corp and Nine. Nine Entertainment. So uh, that will be the new free-to-wear broadcaster with Tabcorp having the media rights uh, for the Melbourne Cup Carnival until 2029 and in a partnership with Nine to be the free-to-wear broadcaster of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. So that's just been announced. Uh, Mido, where is the effort in the weather report? That was flat as. Look, it's Tuesday. Oh, uh, you know, it takes half an hour to get up on Tuesday. We're up now, though, aren't we, pup? Speak for yourself. Okay. I don't know what's going on this morning. I'm a bit, I'm sleepy, Lukey. You need to drink coffee. Well, I've had pre-workout. Mm. Oh, you've oh, had pre-workout. I have it well, every that's day. better than coffee. Yeah, that's what you've I'm got saying. Jumper on too. Is no, I'm okay. Neck, no, my neck's no good. It's been a week. I'm going physio every single like right. leave here straight to the physio. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we did have this discussion earlier. I think I might money. need um, a couple of injections. Okay. Cortisone. I think it's a, it, like a week's long enough. With Get a rub. Neck. No, I'm married every day. I have treatment. Physio. That's that what massage what, crack. What do they do? Massage, crack, and then they got put me on this strength machine. It's getting better, but slow process. Talk Give me about a break. the crack. Do you like the chiropractor? Nah, never been. Oh, and getting your neck cracked is—it's scary, mate. It goes the wrong way, and there's no coming back. Yeah. I've got doctor mates who say the chiropractor is complete crap. If I can really? put it that way. I, I, I Sorry like, to all I the chiropractors. Good, good crack like going though. to a chiro. A good crack's mm. good. I used to go there all the it's time. Scary with your neck. I, I'd never thought about it. I just trusted them. Mm. But you feel better when you walk out of there. But okay. Yeah. Well, that's Physio, all the, I feel. Well, I've got a great. Yeah. Fi- I've had. I've used the same physio for twenty years. So have I. I drive the Beecroft. Mm. Well, whatever does yeah. it for you? Yeah. Well, I'm just not like doing Tommy it for Turbo. me at the moment. I want. It, I want it to go away. Tommy's mm. doing ballet exercise. <laughs> there you go. Whatever it takes. Mm. <laughs> whatever mm. it takes. Maybe that's what I need. Yeah. Mm. A few ballet lessons to fix my neck. My physio. <laughs> Can you please? Can my, we video? No, it? I'm not doing. My ballet. physio, Lizzie Steep. Is tiny, all right? Yeah, but she's got the strongest hands. Mm. When you of find someone anyone. that's good, and she, I'm sure she just loves digging the elbow in oh, when yep. she ah oh, doing anything. Yeah, but it's hands and elbows, and you just go, how is someone so petite, tiny, can do what you do? She's good. Mate, you get a good one. Stick been, with her. Been, oh, thirty years. Yeah, but anyway, I apologise if I'm a bit sleepy, Lukey, but I'll, I'm. I'm heading in the right direction. I've got a plan B as well. If the pre-workout doesn't kick, I've got a plan B in the fridge. I'll scull that at 6.30 break and I'll be... Do you double up on the pre-workout? Nah, I've got a little Red Bull in there, I think, today. I might need it just to... Yeah, I don't like being like, you know... Sometimes I could just sit here and just listen to you two. You know, you know, like when you go for a massage and just put you to sleep. That's what you two do to me. <laughs> oh, sometimes. thanks. <laughs> you just got. You just yeah, but, listeners you get love in, hearing that. Actually, when are you doing your? Yeah. What teams Loz got first? Roosters. I know no, he's going to do. Is it the Roosters? Yeah, Mate, roosters. when you do the yeah, Roosters, roosters see your voice. Yeah. I could just drift off with that. Oh, you I love know. my voice. <laughs> I could just drift off for fifteen. Hi there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Come <laughs> in, Michael. <laughs> Welcome, Michael. <laughs> 
Uh, bit of Richard Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> Love some dedication. What uh, would you like to drink, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I can't Have you quite. tasted this before, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Mido, stop him now, please. Seriously. He's really into it. Stop <laughs> Just you've make sure to, you're You've up. got to be in character. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, mate. Just make sure you're up when you're doing the roosters, otherwise I'll be drifting Ooh. off. Oh, me. Uh, Sid can't quite read that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thirteen fifty three fifty three zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two on the text line. So uh, Adam Pengilly is actually coming up in about eight minutes time, and then we will do the Roosters preview in half an hour. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> so you're a, you're awake right now. So you're awake now. Oh yeah, I know you got, got you going. A couple of laughs, few jokes. Oh, listen. What happened yesterday? Did you get to the bottom of the coppers turning no, up? No, I didn't. I'd, oh, yes. I got a bit. No, I probably even, I shouldn't have said it on radio. Well, after, when I got off and we finished, mm. I, I actually thought, that, well, I wasn't really obviously thinking because I, you don't, I don't know what's happened. Mm. It's obviously something in my street, but mm. three police cars is not, I've never, I've never seen that before in my street. Like, normally if one police car comes to, I don't know, check if the dog's missing or something, yeah. you know, three, I didn't really think what could have happened. So then when I got off air, I was like, I'm an idiot. I should have just shut my mouth because, oh. but, but it, I was having a bit all, of a... all ended well? Well, I don't... I, you still don't know? I didn't want to go outside and ask because oh. I, I don't want to know. I just want to make sure everyone's okay. I don't want to get involved. But it was, they parked right out. Where, my office, I got the big window. I looked straight yeah. out the window, and they parked right out the front of my house. Mm. So it was just a bit of a, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what have I done? Right, tell you what, you locked yourself in your house. No, you I just I went to the gym and just stayed out of it. By the time I ended up going outside, they were gone. So I haven't asked any questions. I haven't right. seen my neighbours. Even if I do today, I'm not going to ask. Oh, it's not my business. I'm not into that. But it was just, yeah, I just hope everyone's okay. But there was nothing on the news. I watched the news last night, so that's a positive. What I did think is maybe they were giving T Swift, uh, you know, an escort, <laughs> escort. to mm. some private house in your area that she might be staying at. But then no. I saw on the news she's last night, she's a crown. I yeah. You know what? She's probably in Packers' $100 million yeah. penthouse, I would imagine. I've got it on good authority. Oh, no. I've got it on good authority. She's not she's, staying at mine. She's heading north. <laughs> heading north. Palm Beach. No, she might go Airbnb for sure. Oh, that that was like a, a, a decoy. Mm. Well, that's where... Um, <laughs> I can't give up my well, that's where That's where Rita stayed. <laughs> Rita Aura had an yeah. unbelievable place, and it was. It was, it was, in, mm. it was in Mossman. And the, a lot of the big fish go and stay there because it's so private. Mm. It's on like... I think it's just, so it's not my first radio minute. You know. When no, you're a clearly. superstar and you come to town, <laughs> you've got to have decoys. Mm. Okay, so she's done the crown decoy. Smart. Picked up downstairs underneath. Very smart. Yeah. Mate, one, thing, one thing I know about Australian media, they, will, they won't give up trying to find out where you are. Oh, if she, no. if she yeah. leaves wherever she is. Mm. Mate. And there could be a stunt double. Oh, God. Smart. Geez. Cagey oh, player, I like her thinking. Yeah. Good girl. That's all. I'm just giving you the heads up. I'm happy Tay Tay's got in inside mail. I did did s- your daughter go? Yeah, she loved it. Did you? Yeah, she came back Sunday. So the concert was Friday night. Did I hear correctly she sang 42 songs? I don't know how many, but they said she wed for three and a half hours. That is they just said they just kept going. 
Unbelievable. And again, I know a couple of Taylor Swift songs. I yeah. don't know them all. But they were like, I just can't believe because she spent money on outfit. Like, did buy, everything, yeah. Just, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe flights, accommodation, Mate, outfit, yeah. tickets. Yep. Mate, it's Tay Tay. plenty. Yeah. Tay Tay. Yeah, they're all doing it. Too. Yeah, but they dress mm. up. Yeah, Tay Tay. Like, is it sequins? No, they're all, yeah, they're all getting Tay Tay outfits. Yeah, that's a new Mate, outfit. They must be making plenty of money. Does she Are get a going? cut of that? Tay Tay. Does she get a cut no, with all the outfits? Not unless she owns the clothing brand. Are you going? No, I'm just trying to get a ticket to Pearl Jam in November. Actually, actually. I saw, saw yeah. that as well. Pearl Jam, they're my favourite. Oh, mate, one of my absolute favourites. Yeah, that I haven't I'll come seen. with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll, watch, I'll go to Pearl Jam. Well, yeah, I'll tell you who I want to go to, but I'll be away. Coldplay, Chris. No. Matchbox 20. Oh, awesome. Geez. Matchbox 20. Awesome. How late 90s are Chris you, Martin's man. coming out yeah. as well. Coldplay, they're here. Uh, who else did I Where see? Are they play? I don't know. I reckon they're no. I reckon they're November. I saw them at the. Footy stadium, yeah. outstanding, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I saw him at the footy stadium. Great, great well. concert. Yeah, great concert. Anyway, back to sports. Uh, well, Travis Kelsey. Uh, what about this story? Oh no, what's he done? Uh, is in, he coming to Australia? The, well, you know, there's sort of. You reckon they'll last? He's been. At, I don't. What? You call and break up already? Yeah, mate. He just won the Super Bowl because of Tay Tay. Without Tay Tay, what did we had a message last week? Without Tay Tay, no one would know who he is. <laughs> Well, that's no. not true. Please. Because no. in the States, he's extremely oh, no. well He's big. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, no, I, I just can't see him last. Apparently, really? he spent 13000 How, you know, the son found this out is anyone's guess. But 13000 No, the 13, son. Oh, okay. son. Right. Uh, that uh, he spent 13000 on Valentine's Day for her. That uh, when she arrived in Melbourne, she was... Uh, this is Mate. according to the son. It's all Swift relative. was greeted by... 250 eternity roses, what the hell they are. Uh, 13 grand to him is like $13 to you. They were, I know, I understand that. They were set in a monumental round Parisian inspired hat box. And then there were 250 more that arrived that were pink. Good on him. If he's got 13 grand to spend on roses, then. Mate, when he's making, what's he making? Hundred million a year? Uh, No, no, he's not. He's not that much. How much? No. Probably endorsements are probably strong, but I'd be stronger uh, now. Tight end, he'd be on about eighteen to twenty plus sponsorship. Yeah, plus sponsorship. Let's say it's forty million a year. Hmm. So if he if that's he US, wants, by the way, if he wants to spend sixteen thousand on roses, then good on him. He's got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point, Ryan. Uh, Clarky was asleep, but morning, lads. Clarky is certainly awake now. <laughs> yeah. Contributes to conversations with passion about female singers and their attire. Great sports radio. <laughs> Yeah. You did come alive. Oh, eh? no, sorry. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, You're up and about. Women do Why that to was me. that? I like females. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think I've been very honest no, about no, that. No, yeah. I don't hide I think it. everyone does. Uh, uh, yeah. Can I ask you this? Depends. You, no, you, no, 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 no. <laughs> Have you ever been a big spender yeah. on oh, Valentine's Day? Oh, sorry. I thought you meant just on other things. No, no, you know no, the no, answer. No, to no, that. I know that. But on uh, Valentine's Day. No, well, I. Well, what would be the most expensive thing you've. Oh thought. no! When I when I was in um, relation uh, relationship, I would yeah. celebrate Valentine's like I would buy you know flowers, card, go right. for dinner. I would do that. Yeah. Nice bottle of wine or champagne. Oh yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, but you're not. No way. I no, wouldn't do anything. You're not the. 30, but I. 000, but don't worry. 15, I've. 000. I haven't missed when it's come to 
My wedding wasn't cheap. No, no, no. I, I get that. <laughs> but just the, the Valentine's Because I'm no, not a big not Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day man. No. I like to celebrate. I sell it. Like to me, Chris, I love Christmas. I love so birthdays. Like yep. all all those days I do care about. Yep. So Valentine's Day, yeah, I was the type of guy that I would want. I would book dinner and yeah. buy flowers. Yeah, I would do that. Mate, I, would I, do I that. love Christmas Day. Yeah. That's nearly my favorite day. Of the year. I love Easter. <laughs> I love chocolate. Mate, I, I go crazy. Yeah. My daughter, I'll do, we'll have the biggest Easter egg hunt you've ever seen. <laughs> For yourself. <laughs> Mate, as many of her school friends that want to come do an Easter egg hunt in my house, there'll be enough eggs for everyone. I love Easter. <laughs> All the way from Manchester, Adam Pengilly. Good evening to you, mate. How are you? G'day, Mido. Morning, boys. Uh, yeah, it is evening over here. It's uh, quite dark, Mido. I'm trying to get used to the, the, the new time zone. Yeah, How yeah, and uh, what is the temp? Cold. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to the socket the other day? No, I didn't make it in time, Loz. I uh, so that was no, that was Manchester City on the weekend. I'm yep. going to try and go to. I'm going to try and go to Manchester United on Saturday. So still trying to secure a ticket or two, but I'll try and get there this weekend. Good stuff. All right, well, let's get some news ahead of the World Club Challenge and. Uh, well, it looks like a 20-year-old from Orange in the central west of New South Wales is leading the race to take Jerome Luai's spot in uh, considering he's injured of course, on the comeback trial from shoulder surgery this weekend. Yeah, you're right, Mido. You'll be happy about this. Another Orange boy doing good on the big stage. Jack Cole is the guy who appears like he's got his nose in front of partner Mason Cleary and Hearts for the World Club Challenge. On the weekend, we don't know a whole lot about Jack. He, he made his NRL debut. I think was it last year that game they played against the Cowboys when they had a, a ton of guys yeah. up there in town. They came close to winning. Yeah. Um, but from all reports, chatting to a few guys here today, he's a very impressive young man. He's he's quite a quite a tall sort of guy for a halfback, and they're, they're sort of saying he strengthens his running game. So you'd imagine being paired up with Nathan Cleary and the halves who can do obviously all the organising will will definitely help um, Jack to to sort of find his own groove and, and find space. So. Ivan's still got a couple of, I suppose, more experienced options um, available to him if he wants them. There's Brad Schneider, who obviously had time at the Raiders and a bit of time in the Super League, who's, who's part of the travelling squad as well. Dane Laurie, too. But it just appears at this stage that Jack Cobb might just have his nose in front for that 5-8 spot on the weekend. Yeah, I was surprised, um, Adam, when Mido, I think he said yesterday and this morning as well, about Penrith not having won the World Club Challenge before, so I can only assume mm. that they would have been extremely disappointed losing last year, and that sort of just adds to the motivation to go over there and get the job done and add that piece of silverware to their cabinet. Yeah, they're keen, Loz. They're taking it extremely seriously. I'm not saying they didn't take it seriously last year, but I think Salon's probably caught them a little bit on the hop and Penrith can play to their obviously ultimate capability in that game last year um, at Penrith. But issue they've come up with trying to get themselves ready for the week um, here in the year. Chatting to some of the guys, it's, you're right, Loz. It's the only trophy that I'm in the cabinet, basically. You know, they've been premiers of the RL and the, obviously the old AFL five times in the past, but never won the World Club Challenge. So I think Ivan's really put big emphasis on making sure they come home with the trophy uh, next week. Adam, what are they? what's the story with Sam Burgess? Is he helping the Panthers out as well? Yeah, they're doing a post session, a bit of a scrimmage with Warrington uh, tomorrow, Penrith. So, yeah, okay. obviously, trying to get some piece of practice and, and, and getting some quality position to, to run against a little bit hard when you're up in the world. But Sam has agreed that Warrington will have an opposed session or a scrimmage against them tomorrow. Sam made his, um, 
his top grade coaching over the last weekend. Warrington went down in a close game to Catalans, and uh, obviously Sam knows a lot of these guys from his time back in the NRL. Obviously, he's had a conversation with Ivan, so they'll make the short trip across to Warrington tomorrow morning and have that session and get ready for the, uh, the World Cup weekend. Okay, mate, we'll leave it there. It's not the best line uh, this morning, so we'll try and get that sorted when we speak to you tomorrow. But appreciate your time as always, Adam. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the week in Manchester. Thank you. Thanks, mate. I see you, boys. Adam Pengilly there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, apologies about that. Just obviously the, the vagaries of... Uh, International phone calls. Well, I hope, hope things don't go <laughs> wrong when I'm over in Vegas. Well, you no, they can't. No. Are you taking your little taking, toy box? Yeah, you know, I am. We get yeah. those little I need to travel pack. Yeah. Work out how to set it up. Yeah, well. That's what I'm doing in the breaks. It's learning. Just, There's a lot it's resting easy. on it's, you. It's so easy. Or don't, just don't forget your adapter because you've got an Australian plug going into an American war, a socket. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes, I do know what you mean. That's yes, all you need. I need but to get those. Actually... Putting it together is, I did it at the house, at my house. It's so easy. Right. Well, I'm not. No, I'm not tech, tech savvy. Neither am I. Neither am I. You'll be fine. Just well, don't forget your The whole show's on your shoulders. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to grab someone off the street, an American, <laughs> and make it this yeah. really an old famous. I'll say, so, yeah, just actress or actor. Yeah, just yeah. say you're this bloke or that yeah. that person. Yeah. And just go along with it. Yeah. I shouldn't have yeah. told you I was doing that, should I? Well, just are you, are you going to have the, the co-host? Vi- yeah. Are oh, you going to have the? You'll have vision in student. Will we? Will we have vision of you? Because if you sure. don't, if we, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. If we don't have vision, you, mate, it could be anyone. <laughs> we're we're not going to know. We're going to hear a voice. We're not going to see a face. You're going to have any, anyone over there. Oh uh, well, J Lo, get J Lo on. I'm fascinated to see who's going to be over there. Uh, you'll run into people. Yeah, I want him to get. Well, I started Brady. getting text I want you to messages yesterday. Tommy Brady, get him on there, mate. If I see someone, yeah, you're I'll go ask and him. ask. Mm. Yeah, I could not do that. Oh my oh, god! Who are you getting? To, so you got text messages yesterday? Oh, just from mates. Yeah, who are going? People yeah. that are going. Yeah, yeah. that I didn't know were going. Um, so it's going to be a big sort yeah. of. Yeah. So you're. Oh, actually, I, I, I won't drink in Vegas. How, oh, how's well, no, that? They're, they're not going till getting there till Wednesday, Thursday. So I arrive. I was going to ask you yesterday. What does it is there any advantage in regards to this year's competition to the teams that aren't going to Vegas? Because I just think of flight, jet lag, different it's a different size field, preparation over the last month leading up to playing this game. Mm. The teams that are going have been preparing for Vegas. Does that take anything out of those teams when coming back, do you think? Like um, well, I can, you can only answer that with their performances once they get, once home. They get back. Yeah. Because it's an unknown. People will point to the um, World Club Challenge, mm. whereas I don't think anyone's gone on and won the comp after coming back from a World Club Challenge. Okay. But it's different vagaries too. You know, you have different teams. You mightn't have the same luck as you had the year before, injuries, mm. so forth. Um, I, I think... With today's environment, the professionalism you don't reckon is so it. much different to years gone past. You know, they, they, they look after their players, they monitor their players. They've got, you know, the rings that test you for sleeping. They know, know how much time you relax. I, I, I think you're clutching your straws if you're going to use that as an excuse mm. because you might come back, you've got two weeks 
Yeah, they've got Before 11 the season days. starts. 11, yeah, it's 11 yeah. weeks. Even if you start the first game slow, mm. if you prepped your team to maybe not be at their peak in round one, surely you've got enough time as you grow into the season to get yourself ready mm. to yeah. play finals football if you've got enough. Mm. So you look at Souths and the Broncos, who obviously play Sunday, March 3rd, our time. They then play against each other Thursday, March 14th to start round two. So both clubs 11 days to get back from Vegas, reacclimatise, get ready for that game. And remember, they once they've had that game under their belt too, you know, to come back, the first three, four days will be recovery and then... They'll get themselves into a routine of a seven-day prep for game two. So I don't think it will be as bad. Is yeah, I, I, I don't. Well, I don't know. You can only talk about it once we get to the start of the season mm-hmm. and see how they go. But does your jet lag coming back from America? I can't remember. Worse. Is it worse than yeah. coming, coming back from Europe? Coming home is always yeah. worse. It, both of them, or is it yeah. as bad as each other? Yeah. Coming yeah. back to Australia is always worse than going. Yeah. You know, the other thing yeah. I'm interested to see is those soft tissue injuries. So hamstrings, calves, those type of things, after getting off an aeroplane, and I'm not saying get off the plane and go and run it 100%. It, it, it can take months for your body to get back to being 100%. So yeah. I just hope – and again, they've got so much expertise around them, like you said, but I, I'm interested to see those type of injuries this season for the teams that have travelled to Vegas – how it looks, mm. you know, when they get back. Fingers crossed. You yeah. don't see too many, especially the superstars. No. Well, Penrith, they'll, they'll have the big challenge as well because the conditions over there in England will be a lot worse than what they will be yeah. in Vegas. So and true. it'll be a heavier ground, you'd think, over there at Wigan. Welcome back. 1353-53-0419-767272 on the text line. Now, there's a Premier League game uh, coming up this morning. And uh, the kickoff in just over 20 minutes' time. Everton up against Crystal Palace. Everton $1.70. Palace $4.75. The draw $3.50 uh, in that match. And some news at Crystal Palace as well. They've got a new manager. So uh, Roy Hodgson, who's 76 years of age now and uh, recently has uh, fallen ill. And he has called time on a 48-year career in management, of course, uh, Managed England at one point, also Liverpool. Oh, didn't go well when he was at Liverpool. Uh, but uh, a storied career for Roy Hodgson. So he has stood down uh, as manager. And uh, they've appointed the uh, Oliver Glasner, who used to be a manager at Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany, to be Palace's new manager over there in the Premier League. They're 16th, though. So they've uh, gone through a very lean run and now heading towards the danger zone, the relegation zone. So it's a big game for two teams threatened with relegation this morning, Everton and Crystal Palace. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Hideki Matsuyama shot a 62 in the final round, nine under. So he ended up winning the Genesis Invitational. That's his ninth PGA Tour title uh, there yesterday, Hideki. And uh, mentioned it earlier, but awful news yesterday, very elegant. Sadly died giving birth to her first foal in Ireland. The foal also died. 11 Group 1s, Melbourne Cup winner, of course, in 2021. Uh, so she was in foal to see the stars. Uh, see the stars was uh, 
oh, I think it was 2009, won about six Group 1s, including the Arc de Triomphe in, in its three-year-old season, being a, a super stallion. In fact, currently stands for 200,000 euro, about 330,000 Australian. And uh, so very elegant was in full to see the stars and that awful news came through yesterday. And that, it came just after as well. Chris Waller had announced that Sulcum is out of the autumn. Sulcum, of course, runner-up in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, a horse plagued by barrier issues or getting out, jumping out slowly, but we know has a lot of ability and it has swelling to its off-front leg. But uh, uh, very elegant, certainly, the story, though, yesterday. And uh, the ATC, of course, recently renamed the Chipping Norton the Very Elegant Stakes, and that's Saturday week, March 2, uh, coming up. So that'll be a sombre occasion, no doubt, considering we've just lost uh, what was a great horse very elegant and uh, storied horse, uh, certainly. Well, you know, you, you, I guess you you think Winks, Black Caviar, Maccabi Diva, very elegant, just mm. probably in that next rung, just below. Maybe with horses like Lonroe, Sunline, when you think probably since the turn of the century. Mm. Uh, absolute star. Well, a record stacks up against the majority of horses that have ever raced. And she's won close to, what, $15 million in prize mm. money. Um, and from 1400 to 3200 30, she yeah, won every once. Yeah. And, and the thing about horse racing and people involved with the horses, they get that you know, affinity with the horse. You know, they grow to love the horse and they, they take care of them. Um, and when they lose them, it's like losing a part of their family. Um, so I can imagine uh, how upsetting it would be. Um, but very elegant. Wow, what a what a superstar and winning that Melbourne Cup because I think she ran fourth the year before. Hmm. And um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and a lot of people were writing her off saying, "Oh, she, you know, they don't think she can win the Melbourne Cup." But she won and, and won really well. Um, but yeah, fantastic mare, and I'm sure the connections will be very sad, and it'll take a bit of time for them to get over it. Just some news in the NBL last night as well. Bryce Cotton uh, won his fourth Andrew Gaze Trophy as the league's MVP at last night's awards night. It was just a text on this earlier as well on the NBL. The Factor. Morning, boys. What in the world is going on with the NBL finals format? Third and fourth have to play to decide who is in. Then the loser of that game plays the winner of fifth v sixth for the other spot. Ridiculous. Just make it top four play the semis, the fact that, well, more games, more money, uh, greater interest for teams on the fringe as well to probably late in the season to keep more teams in it, uh, keeps interest up. This is something the NBA's done, so the NBL's followed suit as well. They've uh, sort of expanded it for those teams for 7th to 10th in each conference to play in to get those 7th and 8th spots, and that's exactly what the NBL's uh, done here, so I understand you probably think, well, why are they doing this? Just keep it simple. Well, it's creating greater interest for longer in the season, and I guarantee you, when the NRL expands, laws top eight. Well, no, what, top what, eight, it'll be top, top six and seven to seven ten will play, play in, in yeah. to get seventh and eight. Yeah. I bet the NRL does the same yeah, thing, possibly. Um, and that's what I thought you were you, where you were going, mm. uh, and I. I I possibly see it happening. Hmm. I think there'll be a play in where a couple of those other sides the to stop people losing interest. Exactly. I think that's the key for hmm. it. 
isn't it? You know, and who knows? At some point in time, if they do expand to ten in a final series, then you might have someone winning it from tenth. You know, anything's possible, but I hope they don't go too quickly to ten teams playing in a final series because you don't want to reward mediocrity either. You know, you want to make sure that the best teams are there, and that's why that's why that's why you have twenty seven rounds to yeah. get it right. Top eight's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, eight's a lot. Eight's a lot. But what we're talking about if you expand and put yeah. 20 teams in, another three teams. I still reckon eight's a lot. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be unhappy to go back to top five, but I don't mind the top eight. Mm. I, I don't mind it because I think it gives teams still a chance of winning the competition. And if you, you know, struggle throughout the year, you get yourself into the finals. We've seen remarkable stories yeah, where teams have just gone yeah. on a run yeah. <laughs> and gone on and won a comp. It doesn't happen every year and it doesn't happen every five years. I don't even want happen. to know what's about to come out of your mouth right now. <laughs> As a Tigers fan, I, yeah, do you really want to say that eight is too many? No, I'm saying I don't want any more than eight, though. Yeah. That's even if even if they do add more teams. I want fifteen. Top twenty. So I couldn't resist. That's I that's could, harsh. Mate, I could feel it that's coming harsh. out of your mouth before you even said it. <laughs> Smart, eh? Yep. Top eight is right. Tigers keep fighting your backside off to get in there. Okay. Roosters season twenty twenty four. Now in twenty twenty three the Chooks finished seventh. Thirteen wins and eleven losses. In week one of the finals, elimination final, they won 13-12 at Shark Park against Cronulla. And then against the Melbourne Storm, they had it until they didn't. That late try from the Storm ensured an 18-13 win there at Amy Park and the Roosters were done for the season. They've gained Spencer Lenu from Penrith, Dominic Young from Newcastle. They've lost Fletcher Baker to the Broncos, Jackson Powell to Manly, Momorowski's gone over to Leeds, Drew Hutchison and Jake Turpin have gone to Canterbury, Corey Allen's done his knee uh, in the preseason there at the Dragons. Nathan Brown was released and has now been picked up by Manly after a train and trial deal. Uh, but as far as their odds are concerned with Tab for the season, they're on the third line of betting. In fact, by themselves now as well, Souths have drifted a point in premiership betting. So the Roosters are $9. They're $4.50 to make the grand final, $9 to win the minor premiership, $2.10 to uh, finish in the top four, $1.28 to make the eight, and $3.30 to miss the top eight are the Roosters for season 2024, Loz. And, of course, they start... In Vegas, and it's a tough start against last year's grand finalists being, of course, the Brisbane Broncos. So the Roosters this season, of course, Joseph Swali'i will be gone at the end of the year as well. They've got Mark Noakwanatawase coming from rugby. But this season, off the bat, they look very powerful, Loz. And uh, they came home with a pretty wet sail last year after a very indifferent start to the season. Well... At one stage there, I didn't think they could play finals football. That's how far behind they were, and they had a lot of injuries. And um, by their standards, they would have been really disappointed where they were seated, uh, sitting. But, you know, Brendan Smith, he struggled last year. He just didn't fit into that system, didn't really know and was unsure of what his role was and didn't adapt to it. Why, Loz? Um, I don't know. Possibly because he wasn't fit enough. Uh, World Cups um, and a lot of... Players struggled after a World Cup. Mm. Um, 
And again, you know, Smith is is not an engaging dummy half. You know, he's a service player off the ground or pick it up and, excuse me, run. You know, he's not going to engage markers as such and um, beat you with that skill. He's going to beat you with his power and running game. Um, And I'm unsure of what the Roosters were were looking for. Um, Obviously, Luke Keary. Missed a lot of footy as well. Sam Walker was in and out of the team, so they had no stability in the halves. Yet towards the end of the season, they started to to adapt. Uh, Hutchison was in and out. Um, they couldn't put their full complement of team together, uh, in particular in the forwards. Like Tupanua and Angus Crichton. Crichton missed the start of the year. Mm. Um, he had some health issues. Tupanua did his knee and... You know, those two guys, if they're fit and firing, starting in the back row, it gives them some serious punch on the edge. You know, they've recruited Spencer Lenu, they've recruited Dominic Young, they've got good depth out wide. Like, you know, they're going to struggle to fit all those players into the team. Like, when you look at if they line up with a, a, top, a, a side of um, Tedesco, Tupu, Swali'i, Manu and Young in the outside backs, like a guy like Billy Smith's yeah. going to miss out. And he's a first grader every he, day. Yeah, and he, he played really well. And you want to see him go on a bit of a run because he's had so much bad luck with um, um, injuries over in the past. So they've got good depth. They won their first up final against the Sharks. They just got beaten by the Storm, you remember, mm. by f- five points in that second week of the finals where they could have won. And I think they had six or seven of their best players missing. Like, Jared wasn't there. Uh, we were Hargreaves. Tupanua wasn't there, obviously. Uh, Billy Smith didn't play. Joey Manu didn't play. Sawali, he didn't play. Tupu didn't play, uh, play. So they had a lot of people missing, and they still nearly got to a prelim final off the back of inconsistent performances throughout the year. So I, I'm bullish about the Roosters this year. I, I, I think they're a top four side, certainly a final side. If, if they didn't play finals this year, it would be a disaster for them. But I'm confident that they can be one of the teams that, that challenges Penrith. Where have you got them, Pop? It's a good side. Yeah. Jeez, they've got a tough start, though. Yeah, so they've got... their first five games. Yeah, so Broncos, Vegas, Manly away, Souths at Allianz, Penrith at Allianz. And then they go to Homebush or a core stadium well, to play the Dogs and Newcastle away. I don't know. I, I, I know they're def, definitely top eight. I, I, again, my brain straight away. I, I'm just looking at these teams. I don't, I don't think they. I don't think they're. I don't think they can win the comp. I don't think they're making the grand final. Even though you're right, they got a lot of superstars. I don't know what it is for me. Yeah. I feel. See, I think the question mark is on the halves. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's the yeah, only okay. sort of question yeah, mark okay. I have on the Roosters, and 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 for different reasons. Kerry uh, to stay healthy. If if Kerry can stay healthy and fit, <sighs> played a lot last I, year. Yeah, but I, I still think he started mm. a little bit slow, I and, still and feel obviously with the, the same head knocks, same though. Cleary and little... Walker laws. I, I still feel they're a bit like they're too small. You got a yeah. small seven and a small six. Most definitely, yeah. Oh. And opposition sides target yeah. that. And, and not so much if they miss a tackle, but even if they are involved in the tackle, it's a quick play to ball next ruck and teams can work off the back of that. And you'd think they have to stick with Sam Walker now. They dropped him last season yeah. and it didn't work for him at all. Yep. So you'd think if he's fit 
and yeah. healthy, he's playing the entire season. Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it, with a guy like Sam Walker, is because he's got all the skill, but he does make mistakes. But to learn, you have to make mistakes. Yeah. But you can't afford to make too many in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like to think yeah. that those learnings are happening when you go back a grade or you're coming but, through the system as a young player, and then when you get your opportunity in first grade, you're ready to go. And the other thing as well, when you get dropped... For a lot of people, when you get dropped, you do come back a different player. You're, it's like your, uh, in cricket terms, your shot selection's a bit more yeah. disciplined. You, you'll find a way that you got out regularly, yeah. and that's why you got dropped. So you'd put that hook shot or pull shot away. Yeah. You'd like to think in rugby league that you do come back a little bit different. But Sam Walker come back and played exactly yeah. the same last year. It's a bit so like um, he might be able to change. He no. might be like David Warner. Well, he's a bit like uh, Reese Walsh, so to speak. Yeah. You know, watching Reese Walsh play, he is going to make an error. Yeah. And as a coach, what you're trying to do with him is trying to limit those mistakes during the game. But you don't want to overcoach him yeah. and take the risk factor, he's a, he's an X factor out of player, his game. Yeah. Because if you take that X factor out of his game, you're not going to get the same player. So that's what you weigh up as a coach. But in a key position like Sam Walker is, he... He has to be really careful because you can't overplay and you can't make too many big blues during a game. Like even the other day, I think Reese Walsh came up with an intercept where the Cowboys scored, but that's him. Mm. You've got to limit those errors and get him to understand you can't, they can't keep happening every game. But again, you don't want to take that excitement and that risk factor out of his game. He's just got to weigh it up. If it's 70-30 in your favour... I'm, I'm okay for you to have a crack. Yeah. If it's 70-30 against Reese, that's when you've got to learn to put it away. Uh, the other one as well, I, I, I don't know, it's just I've never thought Brandon Smith is a, is a, a full-time number nine as well. I, 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 think he's, I think he's a magnificent number 14. Or a lock. Or, or I, think, I, I just don't know if he can play a full game and deliver the service at nine that mm. a grand final team needs. I'm not saying he's not a brilliant player. I just don't know if he's got the fitness to deliver that service for full game, full season mm. that these two halves are going to expect and want. And every six and seven, that's the service you want, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I, it's funny, you know, with a guy like like Kiri, you, you just hope that he gets through. And you know, people yeah. are saying that he played football. Yep, last year. Yeah, but I, I don't think he was confident playing football at the start. I, I just, oh, and you can understand why. One hundred percent, you could. Man, yeah. And, and again, you you got to get your head in when you're making a tackle. And at times there, he got exposed because he wasn't fully mm. committed. But he got better as the season went on. So you'd like to think that, you know, full off season behind him, he'll be a lot more confident this year. So thirteen wins last year. How oh, many this year? Look, I, I'm expecting them to be a lot better this year. I, I'd expect them to get fifteen plus. There you go, 15 plus. That'd be top four, mm. you would think. Well, the Sydney Kings, they got there just in the end. They finished 13 and 15 on the season. And they will have, well, it's essentially a knockout game against the New Zealand Breakers on Wednesday, February 28. So there's a FIBA international break uh, this weekend. Uh, obviously not ideal for the NBL, but just the way it is. So a break this weekend before we get into the playoffs in earnest starting Wednesday, February 28. And it's great to speak to the assistant coach at the Kings, Fleur McIntyre. Fleur, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good 
Good morning, guys. I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on again. And, oh, my goodness, 55 points the margin <laughs> against South East Melbourne. Were there indications during the week that a performance like that was on the cards? I mean, considering how up and down the season has been, Fleur. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually talking to Denzel on the bench and, and he was like, you know, Fleur, I knew tonight there was just this vibe in the locker room. And I, I said to Denzel, can we bottle that? So it consistently <laughs> happens every single game because I feel like we've trained, you know, with a real focus and intent the last month, but it just, for whatever reason, hasn't translated to consistency on game day. So I did say to Denzel, whatever was going on pregame, the playlist, whatever, Bottle that because we need that going forward as, as we take the tough road through this play-in tournament. Yeah, I, I was about to ask you then, Fleur, how do you bottle that? And obviously it gives you confidence and it must give you confidence knowing the roster that you have at your disposal and the fact that you can beat anyone on your day if you perform like that. It does. And I think that's the league this year. I think any probably team that finishes in that top six knows that you know, you have an off night or you bring it that you're a chance of, you know, coming out victorious. This this league is so close this year. And I think that, yeah, for whatever reason, look, if I had the answer, everyone obviously said to me all year, what is it? You know, what's going on? I'm like, if I had the answer, we probably wouldn't have finished fifth. I probably would have shared it and we would have finished a little higher on the ladder. So I think we've just been trying to figure it out from a player's perspective, from a coaching perspective. You know, we've had so many... Um, we've had a fair few injuries with DJ Ho, Jalen Galloway in and out of the lineup. So I think it's figuring out those rotations in our bench and our starters. And um, hopefully we've hit on something, a little bit of confidence. Obviously, I know Phoenix was shorthanded, but um, hopefully that gives us some confidence and they can channel and we can channel whatever was going on on Saturday night and mm. really make a run of this thing going forward. Well, you mentioned those injuries and it'll be 10 days since you played your last game and coming off that big performance is is that a good thing for you guys do you think you can freshen up the squad or would you have likened uh, liked a you know a shorter space between the games we're actually in pretty good health so I think most teams if you don't have injuries would prefer to keep playing I think you know the break is often we always see after the fever break teams are a little slow starting to get going but we have done it enough times now. Like, obviously, we have one in November. Um, same thing happened previous seasons. So we've got guys that are used to the 10-day break. So it's a balance for us now at practice, figuring out how to keep guys fresh, protect them a little bit, but also get those competitive juices up when we hit the floor next Wednesday night versus New Zealand because I'm sure it's going to be a typical playoff game with intensity and physicality. So you need to get that balance right this week um, so that we're ready to go next Wednesday. Fleur, one thing's for sure. Jalen Adams, is come. he's come good at the right time. He's just flicked that switch. How important is it for the team that he continues to play the way he is? He's our guy. Uh, the whole world knows he's our guy. Um, and I think when JA's locked in and JA's in that mode, mm. um, he is... I mean, I, I'm probably inherently biased, but I thought he got absolutely robbed not making an all-NBL team last yeah, night. And I, yeah. I'm fully aware of my biases when it comes to JA. but You're allowed um, to be. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually pretty pumped that JA is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder mm. and just remind everyone who he is as well. So he, we know who he is. He knows who he is. And um, he's, he's the head of it for us. So we know how important he is. And when JA is locked in, we'll look out because everyone's going to have a hard time. Fleur, what have you learnt this year working with Mutt Mood? Clearly been a, di- a difficult year at times and uh, it's certainly different to the last couple. I think that, you know, 
Mahmoud has a very different perspective and way of, um, I think, managing when things are up and down. Like we've obviously been so up and down with, with wins and losses, but I think he's been really consistent in his messaging and his approach to the players. So I think being able to keep that perspective and being consistent with who we are, what we're trying to do has been a real learning curve for me. Um, and I think seeing him not sort of fly with these emotions, with wins and losses, as you tend to do in pro sports. We're very up and down, and you guys know you ride the wave. Um, winning helps everything. Losing probably magnifies a lot of things, but I think it's his consistency and evenness in his approach that I think has steadied us, and I think I feel really comfortable going forward that we know what we're going to get, and Mahmoud is going to be who he is. And keep those emotions in check, and we're hopefully going to rise to the occasion. Yeah. Well, you take on the Breakers next Wednesday. Uh, when you look at their squad, what's their strength, and, and what do you have to do well to to you know, limit their opportunities? So, I mean, they've probably been hit hardest with injuries this entire year. Their star player Anthony Lamb has torn an Achilles, so he won't be playing. Um, but Parker Jackson Cartwright has been unbelievable for them. Their their point guard. He I think he's averaging something like twenty eight in their last four games. So he's definitely the key. So the point guard battle is probably going to be the key for both teams. We've got to figure out a way to slow him down, and we'll throw multiple bodies at him. And we know that New Zealand's typical game plan is they are really really physical. They're pretty tough defensively in how they guard it. So for us, it's about coping with their physicality, but using our pace and space. Um, to not allow them the opportunity to slow us down and get bogged down to this half-court grind, which is how they typically want to play. So at the end of the day, it's about us being us. Um, and we'll look at schemes and coverages, I think, to take care of their their personnel. But, you know, when you get to playoffs, you just have to be consistent and remind yourself who you are and make sure in the big pressure moments and when the lights are the brightest that you stick to that because that's when things can get a little bit shaky when the pressure's on. Gee, didn't Adelaide do you a nice little favour as well to get to play at home in front of those fans? Massive advantage, Fleur. It is, and thank you to Adelaide. I'll say it publicly on the radio now. We are very appreciative. I think the whole NBL was locked into that game because it had so many different outcomes for different teams. So huge advantage, and we are very, very grateful. Um, Our fans have been unbelievable this year we have had the highest attendance rate in the nbl um and for a team that's been inconsistent we're very appreciative that the fans have come out to support us so we owe them a better performance than our last home game and hopefully we can show that next wednesday night well still alive and kicking the kings looking forward to it against the breakers next wednesday night and hopefully beyond fleur thanks so much for your time thanks so much guys appreciate it